From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for Liberty Roundtable Live. The date? Wow, it's already the 31st, ladies and gentlemen, of March. Time is flying by. Whoa, baby. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Our goal to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Yesterday, we had two incredible guests. First hour, Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. We talked about Donald Trump's social distancing guidelines extended. Through April 30th, Donald got, uh, in my opinion, hoodwinked by Anthony Fauci. Sad tale to tell, but there you go. Suspending the Constitution. Police state uses crisis to expand its lockdown powers, says John Whitehead of the Rutherford Institute. Rutherford Institute, I should say. The government is using COVID-19 to take away our fundamental rights. Robert Barnes writes... Only when an awake public asserts their human liberties to protest the loss of their freedoms will government stop. We need to stand up against it, folks. Corona, the case number game. John Rappaport writes that article. Incredible articles, folks, backed up by research and by physicians. Johnny, and I don't know how to say this guy's name, Ionidas, Ionidas, whatever. I guess he's a... um, Professor of Medicine and Epidemiology at Stanford. He recently published an article that talks about this called A Fiasco in the Making. He basically says we're making a huge mistake. We're making decisions without reliable data. There's simply not enough data to make the claims about the death rates of this virus or this illness at all. Anthony Fossey is forced to backpedal on his projections of the mortality rate due to coronavirus. In a piece published in the New England Journal of Medicine, um, well, he says that, hey, the case may be that it's less than 1% mortality rates. Wow. Dr. Fossey now predicts Americans will have one to 200,000 deaths. Millions of people will be infected. Time will tell how true that is. Outbreak, not at all. What uh, news sources are reporting Greensmoothiegirl.com is her website. Robin Openshaw is her name. And she basically says, hey, you know what? They claim there's this big, massive meltdown of the hospitals. And she was there. And she says it isn't true. And, well, do you believe the reporting from the media? Or you're lying eyes there, Robin. See, I think Robin's telling the truth. And there's just not accuracy in reporting going on. Please urge our public servants to end the quarantines and the lockdowns. Let's get the economy moving again. We talked about that with Lowell Nelson. With Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, his website. We talked about the Kennedy Center lays off musicians after getting $25 million from the stimulus bailout bill. Wow. Ron Paul says it's not different this time. It's worse. 
Planned Parenthood suing the Texas governor over abortion ban during the coronavirus outbreak. Trump suggests Americans should never shake hands again. Actor got arrested by FBI for touting a coronavirus cure. Condom shortage looms after coronavirus lockdown. I guess shuts down the world's top producer, according to Reuters. Egg prices are skyrocketing. Doctor got sentenced to 14 months in prison for refusing to kill baby in abortion. Yeah, they said that the uh, doctor did not respect the personal autonomy of the woman. All right, there you have that. I watched the movie. I still believe I watched it online. Gary Sinise's movie. I still believe it's a 98% rating. Anyway, I watched that movie. It was tremendous. But just so you know, it cost me a chunk of change to watch it. The movie cost 20 bucks to, to rent and watch. You say, wow, Sam, why would that be so expensive? Because remember, this movie was about to come out. Then the coronavirus hit. And everybody got locked down, and they never even got to have the theater showings of the movie. And normally, they don't put the movies online so quickly. Uh, and so they tried to kind of create a middle of the road. Hey, you know what? You can watch it with your whole family for like 20 bucks. And even though it was a little more expensive than I'm used to, the fact that it came out early, the fact that it was online, the fact that I knew those people were suffering because they never really got um, to uh, let their movie debut, their movie debut as it should have, then I just felt like, hey, paying 20 bucks was a small price to pay to support. Great movie making like that. And I'm telling you right now, it was a great, worth every penny movie. I still believe it was a tearjerker. It was very emotional. It was uh, an intense but incredibly faith-filled movie to watch would be my summary. I'm not Cisco and Ebert, but I give it a quadruple thumbs up and highly recommend it to you. Kurt brought it to my attention. I watched it, and it was phenomenal. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. News the Network Reviews to you starts today. Kurt Cosby's with me. Welcome. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. All right, have you got to see the movie yet, Kurt? No, I haven't. Seen All right. One. Well, now I've seen it, and I highly wheel. recommend it to you, sir. Very good. It's a very, very okay. intense, uh, emotional, but good movie. I say intense good. because they draw you into the story, and oh, man, it's emotional. It's just, whoa. Mm -hmm. Anyway, great, great faith-filled movie. I'm telling you right now. Great movie. Good stuff. Anyway, I uh, just thought I'd tell you about that. Now, right at the end of the show yesterday, <laughs> we had a listener email me and, and um, said, Sam, Sam, oh, my gosh, how dare you? And um, kind of was suggesting in the email that I got saying um, that I was suggesting locking up elderly people or force isolating elderly people or whatever you want to say. And um Okay, they were saying, you know what, Sam, just because somebody's elderly, I don't, how dare you consider locking them up? Let me explain what I said, and then let me explain a little bit about what I mean. So what I had said was we don't need to just lock everybody down. Okay, I'm against locking people down. I'm against force. I'm against martial law. And I've really highlighted the respect I have for President Trump and the, the governor of Utah. Neither of them have, have created mandates. They've set forth guidelines. They've begged and pleaded. They've initiated directives to say, please stay home. We don't want this to spread. But they have not crossed the line into force. And I criticized the Salt Lake City, Utah mayor for putting a, quote, law. I call it the color of law behind this mandating compliance or penalties. Hey, you'll go to jail for six months and get a, 
a $1,000 fine. And I said, that mayor has crossed the line. And in these other jurisdictions where the terms are fuzzy, but they cross the line into mandates versus recommendations or guidelines, I think they've gone way too far. And so I use that as the line drawn. It's great to plead with your citizens. It's great to encourage. It's great to set forth guidelines. That's all fine. But when you cross the line and create penalties, you're bordering on martial law. Okay? It may not be military-backed. It may not be that hardcore with guns in the streets um, by government. But it's, it's, it's bordering on that because there's penalties. There's go-to-jail time. There's, and so I reject the lockdown of anyone And the violation of somebody's rights, it's not a crime to be sick, ladies and gentlemen, or ill with an illness. It's not a crime to travel. Okay, let's be clear. You can say, well, traveling while sick, Sam, that's a crime. No, it's not. Well, Sam, we got to be in lockdown. We got to isolate people. We got to force this. The safety of everybody is at risk. Doesn't government have the obligation to keep people safe? Well, to some degree, the government has an obligation to keep people safe. Yes. But where's the authority would be my question. Where does a mayor... Get authority to throw me in jail because I may be sick and traveling or sick and out and about. Or maybe I'm not sick. I'm just traveling. See, the question is a question of authority. And you would say, well, Sam, the end justifies the means. We're in a sad you know, situation. We don't have enough data to know what's going on. And we've got to take this action for the good of everybody. No, you never have to, in the name of an emergency, take rights from people and destroy liberty on the altar of security because you'll wind up with neither. Okay, that is the, the tune, the siren song of despots and tyrants. It always has been. It doesn't matter if it's this excuse today, uh, another excuse yesterday that we can point to in history, a future excuse tomorrow. It's the crisis of the day that always becomes their siren song, isn't it? Okay, it's a lie, and it always has been, and it always will be, and we should never give up our rights on that altar. Never. I don't care how bad you tell me the crisis is. I don't care how... Okay, the the tyrannical government is much worse. So anyway, I proposed a plan that I said, you know what? We could take the most elderly among us, those with compromised immune systems, those who are at greatest risk, and we could isolate them, and we could take care of them, and we could use the best protocols. We could have doctors and nurses on hotlines that could help the American people by volunteer take care of these loved ones. Okay, I said that. And so this elderly person emailed me and said, Sam, how dare you take away my rights just because I'm elderly? You should know better than that. And I wrote back and said, I never said lock anyone up. I did say those who are the most vulnerable among us could be protected and isolated and cared for by family. That, of course, is by choice. And then I said, if you want to go anywhere, I would never try to stop you. I never said lock anyone up or restrict anyone against their greater judgment or will. And so uh, this person then wrote back and said, hey, I'm sorry, I I get your point. I just want to be very careful. You know what? We need to make sure that we completely explain ourselves because you know what? The government, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile or you give them a, a narrow lane, they'll drive a truck through that sucker. You know what? This listener has got a valid point, a listener with a great point is the headline I gave this one. When we come back, I'm going to clarify a little bit more because the listener's absolutely spot-on correct. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because 
we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So a listener with a great point. I do not have permission to mention this listener's name, but I uh, want to give them credit for bringing this up. So I write back and I say this when the listener says, hey, I just, we need to make sure that it's clear what you're saying, Sam, and what you're not. I agree. Good point. So I write back to the listener and say, you know what? I think you have a great point. To me, it should be more than obvious from everything else that I say, but I agree, sadly, it must be doubled down clarified. I will do this at the start of the next show. Thank you for pointing this out, and so I am. And I got the headline, a listener with a great point. And here's the point the listener's making. And I'm going to double down and, and, and confirm this. Look, I never suggested, but it's true, I didn't clarify well enough because to me it was kind of obvious. Uh, you would never take an elderly person or a person with a compromised immune system, and mandate a lockdown or force a lockdown on anybody. Okay, age is not a prerequisite to liberty. You don't lose your liberty when you turn, you know, 49, 39, 59, 69, 79, 89. Okay, there is no uh, age restriction on liberty. You don't lose your rights because you're a certain age. Okay, and so I mentioned isolating those who are the most vulnerable. You know what? I've got some elderly people in my life who personally want to be isolated and protected. And if that's what they choose, I support their efforts. And I support loved ones and family members taking care of them to fulfill their requests and desires. You know what? If a 90-year-old wants to go out into society and say, I want to go to a restaurant and eat. You know what? I might get the coronavirus. I might not. Don't care. I've lived a long life. And if I pass away from this, so be it. It's okay. And I want to live my life. I don't want my freedom restricted in any way. Then I support that elderly person or that compromised immune system person to choose as they will. 
I'm just telling you, we could put these uh, practices in place without force was my whole point. Whether it be elderly, whether it be somebody with a compromised immune system, no matter who. Okay, we could put these um, situations in place by choice and by education for everyone. And so I never intended to say or to lead anyone to believe that I believe because you're of a certain age or of a certain, um, you know, we can debate what a compromised immune system even is, a vulnerable person. I never suggested they had any rights that would be less than the rest of us. Okay, when it says all men are created equal, we're not talking about, you know, I'm as good looking as somebody else. We're talking about we have God-given, inalienable, unalienable rights. And it applies to elderly people, too. It applies to anybody with even a compromised immune system or, okay, let's not play games and try to create groups of people that would be restricted. Okay, so anyway, the listener has a valid point. And if I um, in any way led this or, uh, you know, gave this suggestion that I think it would be okay to, because of someone's age, give them less rights than the rest of us, then I stand corrected. And it would be a sadly mistaken notion that I never, ever said and never ever intended i defend everyone's rights and age is not a prerequisite to that so the listener had a great point kurt do you want to comment on that at all i think the listener's got a real valid assertion here well i agree and uh, i think you've covered it very well sam i don't think there's anything else i need to add i might not have covered it well enough at first though kurt because i didn't obviously specify it to be very clear and i should have This is the point when you're on the radio for hours and hours and hours and hours. You just think people understood that. Why would you? I mean, I've never said anything that would give the notion that I would restrict their rights. And so I get that I didn't specify it. To me, it was just obvious. But sadly, in our day, the listener's right, too. You're going to have to clarify that because, man, governments are going to take your idea and go to the bank. And, well, they might let me run around free, but Kurt's getting old, so they might just lock up Kurt. Okay, that's crazy town. Crazy talk. Uh, and it should never even uh, be considered. I will say this, um, you know, that, uh, I mean, I am over 60. And yes, uh, I uh, spent some time yesterday with some folks even, you know, older than Whoa. me. I mean, they actually were, uh, you know, traveling around. Uh, I mean, they looked like they were unencumbered by uh, military police or anything. Oh, and, uh, you know, they were... Uh, I mean, they even came and uh, patronized the uh, honey table there, uh, out there in the fresh air where I was with the sunshine, getting a little vitamin D and all that stuff. And they, uh, you know, even purchased some honey. Uh, and they didn't look like they had to have any, uh, like, ration cards or any permission slips to be out, released from wherever it was they had been holed up. Uh, so I was, uh, you know, glad to see them. Uh, you know, as uh, Rush Limbaugh now call, uh, has always called him, what, the senior, uh, uh, what does he call him, the seasoned citizens. Uh, but, uh, you know, the bottom line is, to me, uh, these good folks, so many of them are, uh, well, they're treasures. Uh, I, I believe all of them are. But, uh, Amen. You know, everyone That's because they're God's children. meet. Well, that's right. And, uh, you know, they can always offer so much, I think, uh, just kind of like uh, oh, a little um, seasoning uh, does to certain uh, recipes. So do these folks who many times feel like they've lost their uh, usefulness to society. They're, uh, in my opinion, it's 
it's not the way it is. They they offer much, and uh, yes, we they need do. to remember to be pro-life from inception to end of life. Uh, hey, man, when they honor. walked up, did you sing, uh, you know, Walking on Sunshine or anything like that? Okay. I didn't, uh, but I did uh, suggest that it was nice to have some sunshine available. All right, that's good. Well, I believe Anthony Fossey is an absolute nut. He's an old Obama holdover. The guy's just a... uh, I don't understand why Donald even has him on his team. Donald needs to fire this guy ASAP. The guy's a nut. I mean, he just had these crazy, whacked-out predictions. We found out his model was bogus. He had to backpedal big time. The guy's always been just a paranoid... Uh, seeker, just a, a panic creator. The guy's a nutcase. But there is a lady who I believe does a tremendous job. Her name is Dr. Deborah Brooke or Deborah Burks. And she cautions Americans to look past the media hysteria. And she lays out the facts about the COVID 19 situation. Let's hear her comments and talk about them. There's enough data now of the real experience with the coronavirus on the ground to really make these predictions much more sound. So when people start talking about 20% of a population getting infected, it's very scary. But we don't have data that matches that based on the experience. And then finally- All right, stop. So 20% of the people getting it, we don't have data that matches that. She's saying it's way less than 20% will even get it, folks. Finally, the situation about ventilators. We were reassured and meeting with our colleagues in New York that there are still ICU beds remaining, and there's still significant over 1,000 or 2,000 ventilators that have not been utilized yet. Please, for the reassurance of people around the world, to wake up this morning and look at people talking about creating DNR situations. Do not resuscitate situations for patients. There is no situation in the United States right now that warrants that kind of discussion. You can be thinking about it in a hospital. Certainly many hospitals talk about this on a daily basis. But to say that to the American people, to make the implication that when they need a hospital bed, it's not going to be there, or when they need that ventilator, it's not going to be there. We don't have an evidence of that right now. And it's our job collectively to assure the American people that it's our collective job to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, Right now, you can see these these cases are concentrated in highly urban areas. There are other parts of the states that have lots of ventilators in other parts of New York State that don't have any infections right now. So we can be creative. We can meet the need by being responsive. But there's no model right now, I mean, no reality on the ground where we can see that 60 to 70 percent of Americans are going to get infected in the next 8 to 12 weeks. I just want to be clear about that. So we're adapting to the reality on the ground. We're looking at the models of how they can inform. But we also are learning very clearly from South Korea and from Italy and from Spain. Just a final, because I know many of you will look up my numbers. The only people who are over really one in a thousand cases are people that have very small populations like Monaco and Liechtenstein. So you will see a different number coming from when your population is really tiny. One case can put you over one to a thousand or two to a thousand. Thank you. All right. She doubles down and says, look, we're in no threat of this idea that there's not enough hospital beds. 
we're in no threat that we won't have ventilators for people. That's just not the truth on the ground. This hysteria has got to stop. And I think she's been one of the most wise voices speaking out about this. Fossey, on the other hand, creating panic wherever he goes. The guy's a nut. But this Deborah Burke's doing a good job matching all the data we've been researching and talking about. When we get back, I'll give you a few numbers to make her points. We'll do it all in seconds. Sam and Kurt, Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. New York City will soon convert some of its hotels into temporary hospitals, hoping to deal with the growing need for facilities amid the coronavirus pandemic. The mayor, Bill de Blasio, saying the city is working with the federal government to lease rooms and, in some cases, entire hotels that are near overburdened hospitals. The NCAA Division I Council is granting an extra year of eligibility to student-athletes in spring sports, whose seasons were cut short because of the pandemic. A new poll is suggesting most Americans do not believe the economy will bounce back quickly after the pandemic ends. The Harris poll out today finds 30% of Americans say it'll probably take about four months until the virus spread flattens before they can do things like even go out to dinner. And this is USA Radio News. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Two U.S. Navy hospital ships are now serving two of the nation's biggest cities in the face of the coronavirus outbreak. Here's more from USA Radio's Robin Walensky. I watched that beautiful ship floating in today into, uh, you know, weeks ahead of schedule, almost four weeks ahead of schedule. President Trump in the Rose Garden at the Daily White House coronavirus briefing talking about the USNS Comfort arriving in New York City. The vessel and the members of the military on board will be able to support local hospitals dealing with corona cases and be able to treat up to a thousand patients with other ailments. And I watched the Mercy floating in to Los Angeles a week ago, almost a week ago. They are really ready to go. They're stocked with both talent and tremendous amounts of equipment. The White House Coronavirus Task Force is to give further details today about social distancing guidelines after the president announced on Sunday it was extending them through April 30th. And this is USA Radio News. All right, Deborah Bu- Deborah Burke's doctor 
encourages Americans to look past media hysteria and lays out facts about COVID-19. It's not even near as bad as they're claiming, folks. Not even close, she says. And not only that, there's hospital beds even in New York and... Well, there's ventilators even in New York, and the hysteria that there's not is bogus. It's not reality on the ground, she says. Well, Don Jr.'s in the mix, Kurt. Well, that's exactly right, Sam. And, uh, you know, he's basically saying that uh, uh, people should be aware of, well, this lady uh, that you played. um, And, uh, you know, that's, I mean... He wants you to hear that. Yeah, the headline even makes it more more poignant. Don Jr. says of every American needs to hear two-minute clip of Dr. Burks refuting media's COVID narrative. And I couldn't agree more, uh, Kurt, with Don Jr. Well, and, you know, I mean, I see people and talk to them uh, or hear of them, you know, basically being, uh, what would I say, Uh, basically uh, they're victims of you know the wrong kind of media and uh you know they're just worrying and fear that you know everybody's going to die around them and all this kind of stuff and yet when you dig into these numbers uh you find out that hey um uh, for example, the one thing that was pretty amazing to me is uh in uh, one of the uh modelers um numbers out of the u k uh he had uh basically said, oh, for the U.K., there was going to be like 500,000 deaths. And uh, in in his little model thing, he had, re, you know, had not uh, put the part about um, social distancing in there somewhere. And uh, by putting that in, all of a sudden it changed from 500,000 deaths to 20,000 deaths. And, uh, you know, you just uh, see... Um, like when I was listening to the president at the uh, yesterday's news conference, or maybe it was even the earlier one, uh, you know, he points out, hey, um, you know, that's why we got a problem with these guys is they they will, um, you know, the standard media will keep pumping that uh, earlier prediction and not report the later one. Uh, and then people get into so much of a panic where they've got to keep running out and buying the last roll of toilet paper before all, you know, world is all over. And it's just uh, wrong, you know, and uh, the media is is to blame. Even on the uh, news conference I watched from yesterday, uh, you know, you get these, uh, the president calls them uh, certain kind of question. What do they call it? Yeah, clown question, bro. Yes. Well, it means that, (laughs) uh, but he called them uh, something else, uh, you know, and he says, you should be asking this, and he tells them what to do, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's refreshing how he uh, deals with it. He understands the media, and, and, uh, you know, it's still, though, many Americans don't get those uh, from the right sources. How many deaths are there uh, in the world so far from coronavirus, Kurt? Do you even know? Um, I don't know that. You know what? I'll tell you what I I find fascinating is I look uh, and look and look and look for this data, and it is so hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me give you an example in uh, the United States and in Utah, because I'm the most familiar with both of them. In the United States, Kurt, there's only 163,300 cases total. 
There's only 3,005 deaths. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying 3,000 deaths is fine. It's, it's horrible. Okay? But it's a little less than 2%, Kurt. And that's nationwide. Okay? So if we're talking about, you know, 500,000 deaths, and the United States has more cases and more deaths than anybody, we're not even close, man. Not even close. All right, now let's take Utah for an example. In Utah, they have a population of about 2.3 million people, Kurt. I'm sorry, 3.3 million people. Let me start over. They have okay. a, Utah has a population of about 3.3 million people. Do you know there's only 16,000 people tested, Kurt? I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. All right, there's uh, only 16,000 know. people out of 3.3 million people tested. Guess how many... Number of confirmed lab COVID cases there are in Utah. Do you know? It seems like it's about 900. It's 806. Right. Okay, so. Yeah. All, right. All right. You know how many people have died? Uh, three. Four. Or is it four? Okay. Four. Sorry. Okay, so I what I'm telling you is out of a 3.3 million population, four people have died. Now, don't get me wrong. Those four deaths matter. I don't mean to dismiss them that they don't yes, matter. They but do. I'm telling you, if you're going to say 500,000 dead people or, you know what? Anthony Fossey saying 100 to 200,000 dead people. Folks, if we practice social distancing, if we get fresh air, if we get. Oh, what have I been saying we need to do? Um, well, don't blow it. Right. What have I been I saying we need D, to do? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, as far as I understand, a former CDC chief must be listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, Kurt. Well, yeah, the headline reads uh, from the Western Journal by way of uh, WorldNet Daily, former CDC chief IDs possible way to curb risk of coronavirus. Take vitamin D. Now, Kurt, uh, haven't I been saying know, this for literally weeks? Vitamin C, vitamin D, plenty of sunlight, plenty of fresh air, plenty of sleep, plenty of exercise, plenty of good nutrition. I mean, come on. I've been saying yes, every bit of this for yeah, weeks. But, you know, and and that is, uh, I believe, one of the biggest things that's been missing in this whole uh, thing. I mean, uh, this whole idea of social distancing and all these things. Um, why not uh, emphasize the idea that, hey, uh, you know, wouldn't it be good to, uh, you know, encourage good health in other areas? Um, you know what I mean? Uh, in all this areas. His name is... Dr. Tom, yeah, uh, Dr. Tom Frieden, um, and like you say, former director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and uh, uh, they asked the question, could one way to lessen your risk of getting critically ill from the coronavirus be sitting in your medicine cabinet? And uh, he says the answer is yes. Uh, he says the commonplace item that he believes can help reduce risk in the midst of a pandemic is vitamin D. Uh, and, um, you know, I mean, it's just cool to see, and yet uh, you really can't find this kind of story hardly anywhere. I guess he wrote this in an op-ed for Fox News. He says, there are many crackpot claims about miracle cures floating around, but the science supports the possibility, although not the proof, that vitamin D may strengthen the immune system, particularly of people whose vitamin D levels are low. 
uh, vitamin D supplementation reduces the risk of respiratory infection, regulates cytokine production, and can limit the risk of other viruses such as influenza. Um, anyway, you know, bottom line is uh, vitamin D is a pretty good idea. Sam. Yes, it's a I great idea. I would recommend even uh, additional ones. But again, where's the doctor the speaking out about vitamin C, about fresh air, about sunlight, about proper rest and nutrition, about, okay, we need to really work on reducing our stress. People could turn to God. I mean, there's so many things here that aren't even being talked about at all. Now, we want to talk about two patients of the coronavirus. When you hear about Italy, you hear that everybody's dead in Italy, and the, the old people are like twice dead. Isn't that about how they make it sound, Kurt? I know that's not even close to true. Uh, and Pretty I, and much I'm everybody. Kind of a little bit of a, I don't want to say poetic license with that, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm being fast and loose with the facts a little bit to make a point. I mean, they really want you to believe everybody in Italy's dead. And if we go that way, we're yeah. all going to be dead, too. And the old people are dead twice, right? Well, and one of the unsung uh, parts of the whole story, if you ask me, is the fact that the Wuhan-China connection was very big time for, for Italy, uh, simply because they had flights directly from that area going right into Italy. Uh, and, you know, you'll unless you aren't careful with your study, you won't even you'll miss that, simply because, you know, big parts of the media are pro-China, and they're, uh, they get condemned if they uh, say that, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, this guy can say what he wants. He's not condemned, and he's 101, buddy. And he lives in Italy. Well, that's right. He's not dead twice at all, Kurt. That's right. The headline reads, 101-year-old Italian man leaves hospital after beating coronavirus. And, uh, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have a story like that be highlighted uh, so that people could have, you know, they could have some hope. It depends on of, your uh, goals, you know, Kurt. If yeah, you want to kill everybody, exactly then it's really right. bad to say that. Now, what I think we should do is do an in-depth study about how this guy beat it. Was it just that he was super lucky? Did he pray to God? Did he get vitamin D? What did they do to treat him? I think that's worthy of investigation. Personally, point, Sam. Of course, I'm just a redneck. Don't listen to me. I'm just an idiot. But I just think, hey, you got this 101-year-old guy that goes in there and beats it. And Wow. What, what did he do right or what did they do right for him? What happened with that? I'd like to learn more about that. I can tell you that right now. Anyway, wonderful news. Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com. Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Kosher. 
Certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-C-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh? Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities, and it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC, not kosher certified. Now, to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name, and that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. All right, former CDC doctor says take vitamin D. It'll help you fight coronavirus. Amen. Good for the doctor. 101-year-old Italian man leaves hospital after beating coronavirus. You got to dig it. What went right in his case, we ought to study and figure out. And Man, we ought to trip with that to the hills. I'll tell you that right now. But another recovered you know, coronavirus. You know, it's kind of interesting, too, yeah. uh, on this uh, 101-year-old uh, Italian man. Uh, they say... Uh, he was born during the Spanish flu pandemic, and and uh, we've learned recently that, hey, that really ought to have been called the Chinese flu pandemic because that's where the source of it was, and yet, um, you know, the history books uh, changed it around, uh, and then uh, in the headline from Breitbart or the subheadline it says left the hospital after beating the Chinese coronavirus so at least it still has a little bit of that and I understand now Sam that uh, the same you know so-called source of the uh, Chinese virus uh, you know these meat markets where they've got these exotic animals and that kind of thing that people can buy to eat uh, basically are opened back up now um, so, you know, I don't, uh, I think it's now, just Now, I don't even know that, uh, if that's the origins of this, Kurt. I don't know if it's the Spanish mm-hmm. or the Chinese. Or the, I'm not really interested in the blame game, you know, especially when I think that governments really have weaponized this thing to where it's hard for me to know where these things originate. There's viruses everywhere all the time. You know, who turns them into these high-level weaponized kind of things might be another discussion. And there's just as much, uh, you know, evidence that the United States, uh, North Carolina lab was just as involved as anybody. So I don't really like calling it the China virus or the, you know, Spanish flu or the this and the that and the other just because it's, I know they're trying to focus on the origins, but I don't know that we're even getting the truth. Uh, in that kind of reporting at all. Now, when it comes to these markets opening, I don't know if that's how it got, you know, to the population from these markets like they claim or not. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. I can't even really go outside of my house hardly. And if I uh, go north of me into Salt Lake County, you know, 15 miles or whatever, I could literally get arrested in six months in prison or six months in jail and a $1,000 fine. But yet, hey, because I, I might infect the world, you see. But China, if that's really how this, you know, got out and got to the, then they're able to open up those markets again. And I can't even go outside hardly. 
I find that well, that's one of the reasons I bring this story up. I think it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of the whole uh, world trade kind of idea. You know, that they pushed on us for so long. Uh, this idea that says, "Hey, man, uh, you got to be a free trader." So that means you let uh, products come from anywhere to you. And of course, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody else treats you the same way. American products are tariffed in so many places uh, so high so that you can't even get into their markets and yet at least that's changing in some ways but uh, you know we've got our uh, health police out making sure that if I use a toothpick twice you know there's some real repercussions you know uh, in people tasting honey and yet um, you know it seems like um, (laughs) the uh, there's a whole lot more to be worried about besides me uh, using a uh, toothpick to let people taste honey. But anyway, back to this 101-year-old man uh, that I thought was interesting, this story. Uh, key part of the story basically says um, that, uh, you know, he uh, had survived the Spanish flu pandemic had gone through all these different things, war, hunger, pain, progress, crisis, resurrections, etc. Uh, and then it says... Uh, resurrections? Well, what are you now, talking about? Well, that's that's what it says in the right. story, Sam. So, uh, okay. And, I mean, uh, he wasn't really around yeah. when Lazarus was around, was he? It says, Mr. Peace, uh, everything, war, hunger, pain, progress, crisis, and resurrection. So I don't know exactly what they were meaning by that, but, you know, I mean, hey, it's in the story. Uh, Anyway, he was hospitalized, but he now has beat the coronavirus. And it says he offers a glimmer of hope for the tens of thousands of people infected with the disease. Now, that's the key thing I want to bring up about this story, and yet that's the key thing that the standard media that, you know, as the old, uh, our old... uh, uh, maestro or our uh, leader would teach us, Chuck Harder taught us years ago, that if it bleeds, it leads. So these terrible things and sad things and all this, you know, the the typical Andrew Fauci uh, report <clears throat> is what, you know, the standard media is going to lead with because that gets them eyes and gets them watches and that kind of thing. Whereas these good news stories, eh, they kind of you know, people are like, oh, well, maybe that's true. But, I, you know, yeah. they don't really focus on it as much. Anyway, I think it's Anthony Fauci, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. All right. What, what did I call him? Andrew. Andrew Fauci. Okay. Well, I think it's I mean, Anthony. Mr. Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Anyway, this guy's a nut, this Fauci guy. <laughs> and I want you to believe, if you're an elderly person, that you can beat this too, folks. And just yeah. knowing that people have come out of the other side of this that are very, very elderly gives you hope and gives you, I mean, I believe really... Um, the way you view things makes a lot of difference. And if you believe you can come out of something, you know what? There's a much greater chance you will than if you believe it's not possible. And so that alone is worth our time. But there's another component. I guess these government schools, these universities are saying, oh, you can't even say the Chinese virus. Now, I don't like saying the Chinese virus. I don't even know if the Chinese caused it, Kurt. But I'm not against somebody saying that if they want to. This is America, right? But the universities are literally shutting people down. Well, that's another main reason why, you know, I I think this is an important part to say, and that is, uh, you know, freedom of speech is under attack, as it has been for, 
you know, quite some time, um, and we're told certain things that you can or can't say, and yet uh, it seems like um, almost anybody can say, oh, any swear word or, you know, bad thing, and that's like, oh, well, that's freedom of speech, and yet, um, you know, we don't see uh, things like this being touted as freedom of speech, uh, you know, they don't mention that, do they? Of course not. And, you know, whether it's the Spanish flu or the Asian flu or the Chinese virus or the, you know, I personally believe most of the time governments are at the helm of this and they've weaponized these things. And then they want to be the big solution, uh, you know, after the crisis they've created. Oftentimes you see that kind of false flag deal. And you know what? I don't know if that's the case in this situation. I just don't know for a fact. But I'm telling yeah, you this, they're man. sure taking advantage of it. If it's not the facts, I'll tell you that. And they've sure got a lot of people duped about the truth on this thing. That's for sure. They call them the uh, diversity officials um, for this uh, University of California system. Yeah, no diversity to have, do that, though. Yeah, good point. They have banned using Chinese virus to refer to the pandemic that originated, they say, in the communist system or communist nation. And they're instructing students, staff and faculty to discourage others from using the term as well. The Council of Chief diversity officers man that's something that was never around when i was a kid you know are they allowed uh, to say chief like that statement. i think they're making fun of the indians when they do that kind oh, of stuff point, i don't yeah. think that should be allowed. Uh, they're instructing everyone in the system to quote reject racism sexism xenophobia and that's all right. hateful and what are you supposed to call this thing speech, then both in person and online it says be an upstander uh, and discourage others from engaging in such behavior, the officer See, said. what about people in Do wheelchairs? That upstander stuff is offensive, Kurt. Ooh, yeah. See good what I mean? Point. Do but not what do they suggest terms, we call they it? Say, uh, I'm trying to get to that. It says, do not use terms such as Chinese virus or other terms which cast either intentional or unintentional projections of hatred toward Asian communities. Do not allow the use of these terms by others. How, how do you do not allow? I mean, do you just knock them over? Do you just put tape all over their mouth or what? You know, um, it says there are also uh, there also are common sense suggestions such as be inclusive and remember that everyone has different circumstances. Um, yeah, some people might want to call it Chinese virus, you know. Anyway, I don't see um, that they tell so you. So at the exactly end of the day, they don't even have say. a recommendation. No, it says what refer to the virus as either COVID-19 or coronavirus in both oral and written communications. See, but I think so, the beer people ought go. to go ballistic about that coronavirus deal, Kurt. Well, yeah. And you can't, you know, what about the corona beer drinkers? You exclude those people by calling it the coronavirus there now. That's COVID-19. Anything that, you know, shares the number 19 ought to go ballistic. That's exactly right. But I'll tell you what, there's a recovering coronavirus patient Kurt wants to tell you about. And uh, you're not going to hear about this person primarily because their views on their recovery, I think, Kurt. Are they allowed to have the views? Are these included views on recovery allowed in this case? I guarantee you that diversity crowd there out of China, or I was going to call them China, but it's You're California. such a racist, you can't uh, even get off that, buddy. They wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't allow this in their story, uh, Sam. But that's uh, the headline reads: uh, "Recovered coronavirus patient colon 
God breathed into my lungs and healed me. See, said. Whoa, Sam, that's phenomenal. Kurt, yeah, I wonder, I bet you this person was calling on God, begging for healing and, and turning to God for, you know, please heal me. And I know you can do it. I have faith that you, God, can heal me. And I bet this person was calling on God. Do you think, Kurt? Well, I guarantee you, it uh, says uh, a coronavirus survivor told this story on Fox at night. And he explained how he was diagnosed with the virus and struggling to breathe. This is a Breitbart piece, by the way. You won't find it hardly any other place. Struggling to breathe as he declined in the hospital and his lungs rapidly filled with liquid. Uh, he said everything changed after God came into his room and breathed into his lungs. Clay Bentley, a uh, retired sheriff's deputy from Georgia, shared the story of his miraculous recovery after a bitter battle with the Chinese coronavirus. He believes he contracted the virus after attending a gathering at the church at Liberty Square in Cartersville, Georgia. He rapidly declined going to urgent care the next day after struggling to breathe. He was ultimately diagnosed with pneumonia and sent him and they sent him home. However, we went back to the hospital days later after his condition worsened and they eventually confirmed that he had contracted the coronavirus. He says, you, you know, I was in the hospital for about 12 days. I guess it was around the fifth or sixth day. The doctors told me we tried everything. Uh, we ran all these antibiotics through you. We've done all these tests. And he said, you're worse today than you were when you came in the hospital. Uh, he continued noting that the uh, doctor stressed the importance of getting the fluid out of his lungs. At that point, Bentley said he heard God tell him, you're getting better. I'm just going to tell you, I heard the voice of the Lord tell me as he was telling me that. See, he what a phenomenal story. Better. In my opinion, this guy you're should be on better. all the talk shows in the country. He should be telling his story. He should be encouraging us to pray and fast and turn to God. Well, the U.K. government asked for a bunch of volunteers, Kurt. And they sure, well, they asked for 250000 They got about 400000 That's another great story, right, Sam? 405,000 came forth in 24 hours. Not only did they get almost double what they were asking for, but it happened so fast they were all shocked. It was great news, and we ought to tell that story around the world, and we ought to have volunteers to help people everywhere, too. It's the Christian way, ladies and gentlemen. We ought to double down in our ministerial duties, if you will. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Got a whole lot more news than Network refused to use, that's for sure. Sam occurred on your radio. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. The only question left is, will you help? God save the republic. <laughs> 